Chapter 18, Prayer, Part 2. When I returned to Raleigh in early January 2020, I had problems adjusting to the new life of a writer. I didn't have to attend a meeting, write an email, or show up at a place at work. I could sleep late, if I could sleep. Nevermore did I wish for my work desk that I was home taking a nap. My nap schedule became flexible. Despite this, I wanted my old life. I wasn't depressed, and I looked forward to the next day. None of this ideal picture happened. Depression still consumed me. I was being deprogrammed, and I was unlearning many things. I certainly had those mountaintop moments, but during most of my days, I stayed in the valleys. My senses started to work again, however. One night, while doing Tai Chi, my hearing suddenly came back. I didn't realize my hearing had been dulled until I heard sounds more clearly and louder. My eardrums didn't pop with an elevation change. Rather, a switch turned on. Similarly, I saw things more clearly without the nagging, throbbing pain in the back of my head as the clouds started to lift in early spring. For the first time in years, I felt every movement in my body. Reality untangled from its amplified distortions. An alien didn't control my body, and I no longer questioned why my hands or legs were positioned the way they were. I officially left Caterpillar on the morning of Friday, 1 November, 2019. In the afternoon, I went to Prairie Ridge Eco Station in Raleigh and basked in the sunlight that shone more clearly. The light struck me more intensely and more tangibly than I had remembered in a long time, similar to my last day at the mental hospital as a kid. Each of these experiences became a prayer for me as I remembered how Padre taught me to pray with all my senses. Moreover, an Ignatian retreat I attended in late February 2020 encouraged us to place ourselves in the life of Jesus by using our senses and imagination. I didn't have the same level of intimate experiences at the retreat as I had with earlier events. However, the Holy Spirit flowed through each speaker that gave testimony. We learned how to pray the daily examine, and I added this to my list of prayer practices. Sitting on the floor across the leg with a blanket over my shoulders became my prayer position. The floor beside my bed grounded me. Prayer started within five minutes and gradually built to an hour before I tried to sleep. I read scripture passages from Magnificat, then meditated, then prayed for specific intentions. I reviewed my day, thanking God for blessings and asking forgiveness for moments when I strayed from God. Many nights, I sat in silence for the opening 10 to 20 minutes. If my mind wandered, as it usually did, I refocused on a word or phrase from scripture. This time with the Lord became very intimate as I still waged battles against evil thoughts. This hour of prayer became my refuge and defense, and I looked forward to it each night. My mind was still sticky, and I continued to worry about my heart. Throughout the day, I heard that terrifying beat in my heart as my mind fixed on it, worrying when the next attack would come. Everything threatened me, and my flight-or-fight response remained very elevated. I tried to jog, but I couldn't run more than a few steps without thinking I would pass out and die alone. The thinking seemed irrational to me on one level, but my emotional brain kept winning the arguments. I scheduled an appointment with a cardiologist with the hope the doctor would ease my fears. When the doctor saw me, he looked at my chart and the reasons I came to see him. Peace of mind, he said. Looking me over, he added, I can certainly help with that. He told me I was at very low risk of having heart problems. When I left the reception desk, a nurse commented, see you in 20 years. At this remark, I laughed and recalled a similar statement a nurse had said on my last day in the mental hospital 25 years earlier. You'll be back here at some point. She was right. 
I told myself as I left the UNC hospital in Raleigh. I never expected it, but I had been back in another form. Rather than being joyful after the doctor's visit, I became sullen. Intellectually, I knew my heart was an issue, but it sure didn't feel like it. I continued to hear my heartbeat audibly throughout the spring. Fortunately, evil thoughts hammered less frequently beginning in the spring of 2020. 